This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. So welcome everybody to another episode of the Rumashes Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Give me the countdown. Three, two, two. Welcome. Oh, oh shit, wait. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I thought right. we were clapping. Listen, if your cat interrupts the show, it's perfectly fine. We'll just address it and we'll get past it. It'll be just fine. Feline interrupters. That's what we call it in the business. <laughs> I've seen the Go Col- on. <laughs> well, I've seen the Colster from Yeti. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Break. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, boy. And I was like, man, look at these cans. Okay, no, not like that. Oh! But <laughs> you can lift a rock, you can lift a deck swing. If you can levitate... An X-Wing, you could levitate a C-3PO. It's fine. If you, you can, can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's true. That's what I have to say about that. So it's gonna go. Meow. 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 <laughs> Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. This is the Craft Beers and Geek News Podcast. We talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geek nuggets of pop culture. Who could talk about these topics and more? None other than myself, Donnie. Hey, how are you? And uh, good old Mr. Lausman, first cast of 2020. How are you, my friend? Hey, trying something new with the recording, so obviously I'm struggling. <laughs> so we'll give it a wing. Yep. I'm coming to you live from the tiny little closet in my tiny little apartment. Well, anytime you want to come out of the closet, buddy, it's 2020 now, and listen, we all appreciate you. I'm barely even in this damn thing because it's hey, so hey, small. Hey, 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 you, you do you, man. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'm just saying we'll accept you either way. Freesh. <laughs> I mean, so, so, so since we last chatted, any news happened? You know, like a new car, a new car purchase, or anything else that that would uh, instill, you know, any new? Yes. I got a Prius. I'm that person you pass on the highway now. And everyone uh, apparently just... likes to cut those off. Did not know that until I bought one. <laughs> yeah. We start off every show, including... We start off every show, including our first episode of 2020. How many more will come? Who knows? This could all end tomorrow. We're not sure. And I'm talking about the podcast, but who knows? Jeez. Morbid. <laughs> yeah. That's I don't know. Role. You don't know, but I know that we've been doing this since uh, the fall of 2016, so happy four years. We've officially made it into the fourth year. We're not quite there yet, but um, come this fall, it will. we will still be celebrating our four years. What we do on every show besides celebrate is, um, is have a little segment called What Are You Drinking? What Are You Going to Drink? My good man, did you bring anything interesting to drink? Because thanks to your girlfriend, Bear, I have two things that I want to talk about tonight. Whoa, so I didn't bring anything, like, crazy to drink. Like, it's something I've featured on the cast before. Didn't plan on going first, obviously. Uh, Got to do a little... If you don't have two, I I can go first, because I have two, like I said. Well, I just just brought something that I kind of liked. I brought the Terrapin High, or the Up High IPA. 
That's why I brought up high IPA. Yeah, it's actually really See, good. See the terrapin. The terrapin I remember is like I think the hops executioner. Yeah, well, I'm always a big fan of terrapin because it's so close. Like Athens, Georgia, being so close to Florida. And every time I'm in Georgia, I'm like, can we go to Terrapin? Can we go to Athens? And then my work <laughs> colleagues are like, no, like, we're not here for that. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> can but, we go to Athens? <laughs> I pretty much say it like that, and they pretty much don't appreciate it. So glad you did. But <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I got. It's always really smooth. It just says, like, fun words on the can. It just says camp, surf, boogie, slap hands, and paddle. Um, it's just, they're hopped up IPA, um, but it's pretty nice. I always like it. It's a good time. Yeah. I, I do like, I mean, I like, I was just, I guess I was in Atlanta, like, oh, dude, you were I was in Atlanta right the week of the, tw- of the 19th of December. I was in Atlanta twice. <laughs> you were right down the street. You should have gone. Yeah. Yeah. Can we I know. No, no, Atlanta? Well, no, my, my point of that is that it, it, when I'm there, I always drink, um, all the all of the terrapin I can because it is like local. It's like right there. So I drink as much of it as possible. But um no, it's good. Though the one I think I drank it wasn't it wasn't terrapin, but they have one that has like hemp oil in it or something and it smells it smells like ganja and I don't I don't I don't like it. I got it one time and it's called it's actually called like the G thirteen or fifteen or something. We've talked about it on the show before. And I got it because it was named something different than what I thought it was. And so I, I got it twice. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't like this. It was two separate occasions, but I don't really prefer it. Just because the hops. The hops. The hops. Too much. Mix. Yeah. Mm. That's fair enough. Uh, I do Yeah. I do have, if I can take just a moment, I want to cover something that I got recently that isn't exactly a beer, but it's something I've been pouring beer into. Well, hold that thought. Hold okay. that thought. So let me go, and then you can introduce that thing, and then I'll say my last one here. Okay. Because Bear, your girl, notoriously your girlfriend, got me for Secret Santa. I got she actually it was a fantastic gift, and if she gives me if she gets me any other time, I'd like that because what she got me was it was like two tw- two six packs and then a rando five or six beers, and one of the six packs was the Fireside Chat uh, Winter Spice Dale, which not only was timely, but it was also delicious. And um, a Winter Spice Dale is perfect for uh, like now i mean we opened up our fireplace twice or three times in the last like three <laughs> weeks but having the spiced ale uh from 21st amendment brewing was was just fantastic so i really really appreciated and this six pack has actually lasted me a long time because uh, it's got like eight percent alcohol which is which is intense and it doesn't drink like a stout or a porter but it's still uh, pretty heavy pretty full and it's got a nice i want to say roosevelt on the cover there, smoking a stogie and, dr- and drinking some some beer. So, um, although I should know that because because yeah, won the war. I, know that. <laughs> I mean, that's FDR. Uh, I mean, there. You, you are correct. Yeah, I was like, I was like, it's 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 in well. So what it's cited as an FDR Depression era uh, radio broadcast beer uh, with a kick in the butt because it's eight percent alcohol. Um, but it's rich, it's dark, it's an English style um, ale, and I, I do really enjoy it. So. Uh, that was the first one that I was drinking on, and I had to give a shout-out to Bear because um, I have really been enjoying these and all the beers, which I'll get into the second one I'm drinking now. But what 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 were you talking about? Well, uh, sorry. Well, so the thing I was talking about was um, also for Christmas, um, I got something called the Brewmate Trio... Trio XL? No. The Brewmate Trio Hopsulator Trio. 
and it's like one of the coolest koozie type devices I've ever seen. Because like I've seen the go Col- on. <laughs> well, I've seen the Colster from Yeti. Uh oh. Uh oh. Break. <laughs> I'll be right back. Okay. Oh boy. Ooh, I found a koozie. That's fun. Who's Holly Golf Country Club? Oh, I remember playing Holly. Nice. Well, that's a win. I was just... Oh, there's two. That's fun. Huh. Tractor Zoom. This segment is brought to you by Holly Golf Country Club and Tractor Zoom. We're good. <laughs> Are we? Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. as you know, we just put in new flooring. <laughs> oh, boy. And I was like, I can risk it. I shouldn't have risked it. I uh, got tile in the closet here, baby. Woo! <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No. <laughs> um, by the way, you might want to go back and re-listen to all that. <laughs> I will. I will. You've you've heard of a Colster. So, yeah. So, I've heard of the, the Yeti Colster, which was, like, super cool and $30. And, like, I get that. And I love Yeti. I've got no beef with Yeti. And I've seen other ones, like, and I've gone through the foam and I've gone through all the weird stuff, but, like, this one was one that spoke to me from the internet, and there's a couple of reasons why. So the main reason is because it's almost versatile to, like, the weird degree. I've never seen one that can do this. So this is a 16-ounce beer can, or it's, like, a can, aluminum can, um, uh, like, sort of triple-walled. One of the walls is copper, vacuum-insulated koozie. They all pretty much do the same thing. They keep beer cold for long, but here's the cool part. So this came with a little lip that you can screw on that'll turn it into um, the standard issue beer koozie, which will do 16 and 12 ounce cans. For the 12 ounce can variant, there is a like frozen puck. like It's almost like a refreezable freezy guy. You pop them in the freezer, then when you're ready to drink beer, you pop them in the bottom of your, your oh, that's roommate. Cool. And literally, I didn't think it would do anything, but it, I I took a nap, and I woke up, and I had a half-drank beer, and I was like, oh, man, I was like, it was craft beer and everything. I went to drink it, and it was warm on top, and then it got cold, and I was like, whoa, this is incredible. Like, like I mean, it wasn't really warm, but yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it was actually still drinkable at like two hours old, and I was like, that's wow. crazy. So that yeah. was in the 16, and obviously it does a great job in the 16-ounce can variety, any 16-ounce can, but then... The, the real kicker is it also includes a pint glass top because you can also just remove the freezy pack, remove the little um, the little lip that it has for cans, and it becomes a pint glass, and you just slap a pint glass top on there, and it's a 16-ounce pint glass, which is like, okay, cool, whatever. I can get that at the dollar store these days, kind of, you know, or, you know, step above, like, Walmart for five bucks. But the cool part is, is it's a very slim, it's a very small design, and it fits 16 ounces. So when placed directly next to my Yeti, it was actually like like two or three, probably actually three or four inches shorter than my Yeti, which is a Rambler 18 ounce. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, that's really, really a big size comparison. Considering your Yeti, you pretty much got your, your sipping or your chug top. And I'm like... This thing is really low pro. It's very like applicable. And I told all my buddies, I said, look, I go, this isn't something I would bring camping. This is something I would bring to a friend's birthday party who's going to have like nine different kinds of beer to try. Like, it's perfect for that. And that's why I wanted to mention on the cast. I'm like, if you got somebody who's making stuff on a growler, somebody who's bringing cans, somebody who's bringing weird bottles and stuff like that, this is definitely the one to bring if you could bring one thing. 
you know, so yeah. for what that's worth, the Brewmate Hopsulator Trio. Uh, and that's what it's I called, got... the Brewmate Hopsulator Trio? Correct. And I got the ODG or OD Green model. I don't know if that makes any sort of difference. It's kind of cool. But this week's episode sponsored by the Brewmate Hops ODG. I actually Triple threw guy. I actually threw a couple more sponsors in there while you were <laughs> taking care of Spillfest, so you might want to roll it back to those. Uh, Was one of the sponsors the guy that put in my laminate floors? Oh boy, uh, Petunia. Yeah, Petunia Rodriguez. No, I did not sponsor him. Wow. Well, that's good, and that's a ringing endorsement. So what I what the I just want to talk real quickly about the other thing that Bear got me was this little wonder here. Oh. Um, yeah, this, what I didn't realize, so just for those following along at home from Parish Brewing, the Ghost in the Machine Ale, which I did not realize was 8% alcohol. <laughs> um, it is also, well, not also, but it's close to Athens. It's, it's from Louisiana. And it's a New England New England IPA, so it's a little bit hazy. But um, honestly, my review of it is gonna probably give you all the info you need. It's um, it's a heavy, it's a heavier mouth feel. It the smell is is interesting because it's it's strong like hops, but then it kind of like citrus spikes and then just kind of pewters out. It's really hard to figure out. Um, again, with the taste, it's it's got a really citrusy flavor to it. Very bitter at first, and then again, dulls off with like a subtle sweetness. Um, like I said, the alcohol is super high, so it's got this kind of warming feeling to it. But um, definitely, definitely good drinkable beer. If this again, just like the fireside chat, if I was sitting by a fire and having a chat, I would highly suggest that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, sorry. It was funny. All right. So, anyways, if I was sitting in a fire, you know, this would be a great beer to to try because again, it's got a it's got a very heavy you know mouthfeel to it. It's like a warm, drinkable, keeps it with the fire. So I, I I just love it. I think it's great. But again, thanks to Bear for this. This is uh once again the Parish Brewing out of Louisiana Ghost the Machine. It's got a really kooky logo on it. Because um, it's all about human consciousness um, in machines, which is again, uh, you know, what what kind of gives it its name and, and this overall just really heavy kind of intense feeling. So I like it. I like it a lot. Well, that was her idea to get it for you, man. But she did drag me along, and she was like, "All right, has he had? What has he had? What has he not had?" And I was like, "I'll do my best." <laughs> I had not had any of these, so she's doing great. Aces, my friend. Aces. Boom. Love it. All right, so moving on. So that was our what are you drinking, what are you going to drink. First off, for 2020, cheers to you guys. That was great. And and again, new stuff. So we, we're closing the door on 19, and we're opening that little peephole there, checking out if there's any baddies on the other side, and opening that door, maybe, unless we find some gremlins or something. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to 2020. <laughs> The weird Left 4 Dead reference, almost. <laughs> like I used to do that all the time in that game. I would just hide in the, in the safe zone. I'm like, I'm not going. We got food. <laughs> you and uh, Coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love yeah. Coach. Coach is my favorite. Game, but that is for another segment. This segment, we go on to our beer news, and we have a lot to cover here. But really, um, I have one that'll close this out. But the first story that I brought up because. I don't know if this is going to be a thing for 2020, much like hard seltzer was a thing for 2019. 
But BrewDog, our buddies at BrewDog, we've covered them all the time. Um, they're making the world's first alcohol-free craft beer bar. Now, by world's first, I don't know if I believe that because a buddy of mine, Jeremy, that I work with, um, actually brought some beers up. And he, he went, I forget where it was. I want to say it was in Carolina's or Georgia's somewhere. But he referenced that there's a brewery or a friend of his that is brewing like beers that have 0.5% or less alcohol. And he said they're great. He's like, I love it because I can go there. Actually, it might have been in Florida. I can go there and have two or three beers that taste amazing and then drive home a-okay. Because 0.5% is, you know, nothing. You, yeah. you literally have to drink like 23 beers to get over the limit. Like before you could, you know, your body can't process the, the you can't, you would have to, <laughs> you can't drink that much to get, to get that drunk before you go. So yeah. um, I, I found it really interesting that these guys are doing uh, this. And then of course their version of it is called BrewDog AF. It's their line. And AF is not what you might think it is. It's simply it is alcohol free. So they've got 0% triples. Um, they've got IPAs. They've got Wizens. They've got all sorts of stuff. And just like how Ryan was able to experiment and create some craft seltzer, I'd be interested to see if he was able to create alcohol-free beer or why he would want to. But I do think there's an appeal there. What I don't think is, is it going to catch on like the hard seltzers did? So um, I don't know if you got a chance to check out the notes, but what do you think about alcohol-free craft beer? I did check out the notes, and... Um... I gotta agree with you in terms of it. I doubt it's going to catch on like the hard seltzer movement. I mean, I'm it's now getting weird with the amount of places that they're like, oh, hard seltzer. And I'm like, gross. Like, you mean broken sprite? Like, no, I want nothing. Yeah, to you do can with buy, it. you can buy white claw at like AutoZone now. Yeah. Weird. It's like real weird. Like, the places you can buy that, which is fine because I guess they're just threading some sort of line in between like legality and. I, I don't know. I don't know. Not legality. No, it's, but AutoZone is a bad example. What I'm saying is, like, you can buy that crap like at a bar. You buy a can of like White Claw, which is just weird. It, but people are on that that health kick with 100 calories or whatever, yeah. and it doesn't have whatever. So I, I get it. Last time I went golfing, it was like you can buy like a beer for five dollars or a God. White Claw for like a dollar fifty, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how God. is this like? And then they were like, oh, but no outside beer, and I'm like. All right, like that's fine. People are you're basically just asking people to get hammered off White Claw. <laughs> like that's weird. It's a weird. Well, time. this this what my buddy Jeremy was telling me is that these beers that he was trying they had like sixty two calories, like less than a can of Coke. Like the the calorie count was was extremely low because of course with alcohol with like an eight percent or something like that you get more sugars that are fermentable and they're broken down and then that's how your alcohol is formed so the more alcohol you had the more sugars you had and that kind of stuff so i i, I understand all that but i don't i just don't know what a 0.5 percent ipa would taste like and if it tastes like an ipa does with the cal the, the caloric difference how can it really i just don't understand so yeah. it's um Super interesting to me, but I think I think it's like one of those things for 2020. And again, this is just so timely that I want to watch and just like see, right? Like I just want to see how it goes for sure, so, yeah. how it goes, uh, huh. if you will, if you will. I won't. Okay. <laughs> so, 
Um, all right. So we had a bunch of stories on here. Um, so yeah. So our next segment, of course, as we close out, as I just previously mentioned how we were going to close out, what I wanted to end the beer segment with, in reference to 2019, is essentially the best beer of 2019. Mr. Lossman, do you have a best beer of 2019? I do. Um uh... It's going to be an interesting one, and it's interesting because of the amount of coverage. So this is something that didn't really like come about, and I reviewed it on a different a previous year, but it didn't really come about as one of my favorites until we went back and revisited it, which is awesome, because that means that I literally gave it mm, several months in between and sat there and thought to myself, you know what? This is actually really fantastic. So giving it multiple tries, multiple attempts, and really enjoying it pretty much the whole time. Um, I got to give it out to Trekker's Wheeze the Juice. That was actually one of my favorites. I literally saved the can from the episode that we did, and hilariously enough, I saved the can, or one of the cans, from the year prior where I tried it. And I was like, man, look at these cans. Okay, no, not like that. Oh! But, <laughs> but I was like, look at this can. Like, I, I enjoyed this so much. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed recollecting on it. I enjoyed trying it again. I enjoyed the smoothness of it and um, the adaptability of it. So, yeah, you know what? I'm going to call that my uh, 2019. Your favorite beer of 2019 is Wheeze the Juice. Yeah, because the year prior, I believe it was the, um, yeah, no, it was the beer that went into, and forgive me for not knowing the name exactly, but it was the one that went into Wachi Springs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the um, underwater, uh, whatever it was, I remember that. It was a, it was good. a crazy one-off, and you couldn't even really get it unless no. you were Ryan in the right place in the right time. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that was my year previous uh, favorite beer. But uh, I yeah. think that's fantastic, and I'm lucky lucky enough. I know we talked about it literally like probably a month and a half ago, but I know that you had it like in July of this year and you had it again in july of last year so this is not a brand new thing for you Correct. i'm well aware of that um but it was it was a brand new thing for me um and that's what i thought was really interesting is that that was the first time that i had it um i don't know when it was like i said it must have been in november or something after uh mom and don got back and they were able to uh bring that beer for us which was great but man uh what a good call out that's good i mean that's really that really says something for that beer it must have just stuck with you yeah i i've enjoyed it every single time and it i think it wasn't like the, the craziest like up front or in your face but it has certainly just climbed in terms of uh in terms of my likeness so i really just enjoyed it so much <laughs> Or liking this? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it would be liking this. Liking this? I don't, it, high, it had the highest rated likingness of of what you could yeah, assume. You know, I'll give it that one. Sure. Yeah. Making right. up words is fine. Well, yeah. No, making up words is great. Um, it really is. It's it's great. All right. Well, that's a uh, well, that's fantastic. I didn't really anticipate. I had a feeling it might be one of the, and that's from Drecker's. That was from Drecker. Yep. I had a feeling it might be one of the director's beers. I just didn't really know it would be that one. Because I had that one, and though I enjoyed it, I think what I didn't like about it is that it was it was almost overly... I don't know if it was citrus or pine, but I remember something in there was like fighting with me, and I, I just couldn't... Hmm. I couldn't figure it out. So, But to uh, to juice their own. Oh, buddy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> mm, show's really going downhill, huh? 
Oh, God. <laughs> well, well, all right. So moving on. So, yes. So mine, uh, so my favorite, actually, of 2019. It's a beer that I think... I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm. If you can't hear, I'm googling it to find some stats because I can't remember exactly when it was bottled, and exactly when it was released. But um, from what I quickly found was was a beer that was released locally, and it's specifically to the Tampa Bay kind of area here. Um, the it was released on March eighth, two thousand nineteen, and it was during Tampa Bay Beer Week, which is a super. You know how good it, we follow history and the and the, the the beer scene here locally it's what we try to do it's what we strive to do in fact my wife and i were just at a bar well the same one the same brewery here and we we had, we decided to purchase our six packs from the brewery specifically rather than going to a, a grocery or a supermarket because we wanted to support this brewery so um crooked thumb um and it's the cloud city saison uh that saison just like absolutely rocked my world not only because it was Star Wars themed, of course, Cloud City, Bespin, uh, Lando Carizian, who did make an appearance in Episode Nine. Spoilers alert! Uh, spoilers ahoy! Whatever you want to say, we're we're going to talk about it here in a second. But um, it is a galaxy hopped saison uh, that's been aged for a year in a red wine barrel. Um, it's oaky. It, it's got some some great hop tartness that kind of mixes in with the complexity and just creates you know, a great beer. Uh, again, being aged in the red wine barrels really helps because I, th- I believe the barrels are kind of unique to this. They get fired again and they get kind of taught. This beer gets tossed in there and then aged for a whole year. So um, it is a little hazy, but it's not anything <laughs> too crazy. I, I really almost <laughs> said that about 6% alcohol, 30 IBUs, I don't typically love saisons. I think the the Sirachi Ace is the last one that I just really fell in love with. But this farmhouse ale really just rocked my socks for 2019. So plus the branding and the label, and they still have it for sale now. And I can only imagine it's one of those beers where once it once you let it sit, it kind of gets better with with age. It's got a bit of complexity from the the wild yeast that they let into. And again, with the farmhouse ale, they kind of literally brew it with a top up top open so there's some wild like florida local safety harbor yeast bacteria that gets in there and um and it really just created a fantastic brew for for 2019 so i love it hmm. it's my favorite beer and i kept the bottle for this one i literally have the bottle sitting in in my shelf that just i love it so see that, that's what yeah. it takes man i mean there's like only i'd say in 2019 i kept about three or four bottles and uh, my Wee's Juice is one of them. I was like, you know, even though it's a can, I was like, yeah, I was like, this is fantastic. I'm keeping this. I want to I want to say I'm with you because 2019 was weird. You know, I moved. Well, I packed up all my crap in June, in June which means that everything I own was was put. No, yeah, you were everything I own was put in a box in June. And then the, the next six months of the year was kind of this floating, you know, uh, consistency of, of where we were at and what we were doing until. Uh, we found our house, and then it was just straight a sprint to the end of the year to get as much crap as we could done. So um, it's been a weird year, but I do I remember this beer and maybe like four or five others that I just think were just fantastic, and uh, and this is this is it for me. So so I loved it. Yeah, man, good choice. All right. So anything else in the beer segment before we move on? No, I'm good. 
All right. Uh, well, we're going to move on to our famous segment here. What are you drinking? What do you... Wait, no. What? We're going to move on to our famous segment here. Geek news. Drink it on in or send it on back. My man, Laos. I put a story in here specifically for you. Oh. <laughs> Why'd I do that? Mucho appreciato. Yeah. That story, of course, is regarding the Xbox X Series X. And I only say that because um, whenever I see Xbox, <laughs> well, whenever I see Xbox, so I was thinking of you because you you got me into an Xbox, and then to play Halos and other things with you, I got an Xbox just to 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 do it. So um, I got this just to play specifically uh, with you, but I wanted to uh, to see if you had any additional thoughts because we covered this, I believe, when it first came out. The Xbox Series X and how much of a stupid name that is. But what what the statement confirms is that, uh, and this came from Phil Spencer at the Game Awards, which was a couple weeks ago. It was like mid-holiday. Um, the Xbox Series X literally is just, it's just called the Xbox. The next generation is called the Xbox. And then the Series X is the first in that series of consoles. So... Logically, it's probably the cheaper version, or there's a higher-end version, or like the Switch Lite, there's a lower-end version. One of those things is correct, and that's kind of where we're at. So I think that kind of confirms what we thought, but what were your what were your quick hits on this? And I'll move to the main, the main meat and potatoes here. Ah, boy. <laughs> How do you recover from almost, what is that, 10, 15 years of ridiculous naming? It, the convention is horrible what they use but what are you going to do so the xbox 4 when there's an, a ps5 coming out you just can't <laughs> yeah you can't do that but like what do you continue to do like call it the xbox 720 or infinity or yeah. x or like what do you like They're there's just not bad a, yeah there's not a nu- uh, numeric value that makes any sense at this point and there's not like a word like interpretation that makes any sense like a denomination of like, I don't even know. Like, what were they thinking? Well, let's just let's just wait. Let's take a second to to think about that though. I know I wanted to go through this quickly, but now that you're saying that specifically because you said Microsoft, what are they thinking in Word? I'm like, hmm. Okay, listen, we're gonna make a program where you type in words on a page, okay? But it's not a real page. It's like it's like just a place where you could put words. What what do we call that, Greg? <laughs> word oh genius <laughs> straight to the top with you you're <laughs> sitting next to bill gates tomorrow all right all right all right let's get back in point here point okay point i'm making presentations i'm going to put them on a screen what are we what are we gonna do with what do we call that one greg mm, excel what are you talking about no. powerpoint oh powerpoint i don't know <laughs> you didn't point well, we're ta- I said we're going to make a presentation and put it on a screen. What do we do with that one? I make presentations in Excel all the time. <laughs> what? I don't know. I mean, they're not Ow. as great. <laughs> slide. Slide. Look, man. They're called falls. Slide. Dude, you, you, can't pivot ta- you can't pivot table like your boy and get out the arena, right? Are your PowerPoint slides just Excel spreadsheet slides? Sometimes are just, they are. are. Cells that are stretched out super Dude. big. <laughs> so then you literally just click over to the next cell. 
It just has a word? (laughs) Absolutely not, but I'll go along with this illusion. (laughs) Okay, alright. Well, don't... We won't go down that rabbit hole, but... Oh, God. Yeah. (sighs) You don't want to. Dude, my Microsoft Word game's on point. Okay, alright. Okay, it's fine. Are you sure they're using Notepad? No, I'm not using Notepad. No one uses that (laughs) shit. Good lord. Actually, I use Notepad all the time for coding. It's really good. Why? Is your iPhone broken? (laughs) No, it strips out the... Whatever. Anyways. Yeah, I know what it strips out. Don't talk to me about sexy applications. (laughs) Notepad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... Close out the Xbox. No surprises there. That's just stupid, and that we don't understand they, why. But literally, they're at dartboard status. They're just like, I don't know, hey, name it uh, that. They do that with their names, and Nintendo does that with just about everything else. So, like, whatever, it's fine. These guys are all crazy and run by weird corporate conglomerates. I'm not sure, but odd stuff, man. Odd stuff. Yep. PlayStation Moving figured on. it out. <laughs> But it's <laughs> they fine. Did, they did. <laughs> Just go what with the we, numbers. <laughs> what we called you all here for tonight is, of course, the first podcast of 2020. Great. Fantastic. Woot. But we have both all seen Rise of Skywalker. And so we're going to go into some very spoiler-heavy quick hits. And again, I want to do quick hits because I, I'm guessing that we have... Yeah, we've got about... we got about less than 30 minutes that i want to try and wrap this up in about 25 so um we'll try to run through this stuff very quickly are you good with that Lelsman? i'm good with that if somebody doesn't have access to the controls to skip or pause or anything like that you've got 30 minutes to try and get us out of there (laughs) (laughs) and then we won't destroy an entire movie for you or trilogy well, you, can, or... you can just stop it now yeah if you, if you don't want to listen to it before we go into anything else actually let's do let's do a non-spoiler just kind of some some quick hits i'll just do it like a one line uh, elevator pitch here of my thoughts non-spoiler of course um the rise of skywalker so uh force awakens came out in uh i guess 16 15 whatever it was just a few years ago uh loved it i enjoyed it there was some stuff that was an issue of course you've got some retreading you've got some Oh, another Death Star. I mean, stuff like that. Spoiler alert for Force Awakens, but uh, Kylo Ren's introduction, Ray, and how this all kind of came to be. I got it. It, it was J.J. Abrams' first, you know, um, tap into the the Star Wars universe, coming off the heels of some Star Trek stuff, and and of course everything else lost and everything else that J.J. Abrams had done. Um, so I really did enjoy the setup in Force Awakens. So, again, in traditional J.J. Abrams format, there's, I mean, it's the best for him. It was the best slate to do because he could manipulate and set up all these things and these questions and these, you know, mystery boxes that don't get opened. So, got it. Um, Episode 8, a lot of stuff happened. Not a lot of story happened. There was some wrap-up with Luke that, honestly, I did enjoy. Uh, but it wasn't exactly what I was asking for. Now, they didn't ask me or consult me, which is fine. But I did enjoy a majority of Luke's story in terms of what happened from a character. Because it surprised me. It was different than I thought it would be. And it made sense once once I really stepped back and thought about it. So let me get to episode 9 here. Episode 9, um, again, you could probably go into with skipping most of episode 8. And just pick it up there fresh. It's a year or so after episode 8. And I really enjoyed where they picked up the story. I think it was rushed. I think they ran through it. 
but they covered a lot. And some of the bigger questions that I wanted answers to, they covered in a line or two, and they were gone. And that's okay with me. Uh, what I did like is a lot of the lightsabers, a lot of the fighting, a lot of the story bits, a lot of the group Goonies, Indiana Jones feel, and then some of the end closure battles. I really did feel like took care of a lot of business that Star Wars was needing. But um, thoughts, Lostman? Did you have any non-spoiler comments before we get into the the serious comments? Yeah, that that part where Jar Jar Banks picks up his surfboard with, you know, just. <laughs> just hater blockers on and goes you know what i did this my way and then surfed yeah. off into the sunset that was the best no one no one does that okay well in my <laughs> episode nine he does <laughs> so <laughs> oh we weren't talking about mine all right uh no, no actually uh i enjoyed uh, everyone knows who's been following uh i did not like a good portion of the uh, episodes leading up to this, and I think they actually ended it pretty well, which is kind of like my beer reviews. It's just sort of vague and just says good things or bad things, but um, to kind of dive deeper a little bit, um, I actually think they did a really good job kind of finishing out character roles and um, sort of just tying up loose ends to your point. So there were things that were left there open, uh, maybe characters that kind of were, I don't know, like they were there and they needed to have a purpose and they kind of served their purpose and they sort of went through that, whatever the heck they were in for. Um, and it was it was interesting. And I, I actually found the whole movie quite enjoyable, which is very odd to anybody who's followed my prior two movie reviews for Star Wars. Is, um, yeah, really actually enjoyed this one. So, I don't know. No. Not to get too into the meat. No, no, and we'll we'll jump right into spoilers. You know, Jenny said the same thing because she actually watched. Um, we watched it, uh, and she said, "Hey, that actually, I actually like that." <laughs> so I was like, "Good," because she yeah. hasn't said that about a Star Wars movie. Period. So um, it's nice. The last one of a nine series, uh, you know, finale she finally liked. So that's good. But um, okay, so spoilers again. Spoilers. We're going to talk about spoilers. Now, it is the it, it is the first week of January, so if you have not seen it by now, it's been out. You've had your opportunity to, again, turn it off. But if you're still listening, then we're going to dive into um, to our spoilers. So I don't want to go through scene by scene on how we're going to talk about this thing, but I've, I've extracted some some quick hits kind of, in, again, in line of what... Uh, of, of how the movie kind of played out. So Pretty they much may the turn in... parts, yeah? No, I don't see any of those. They may turn into uh, kind of like a like an expose is how we go down the series of the movie, but I just kind of want to go chronologically with these quick hits, and if uh, conversation leads, we'll, we'll get into it. Sound good? Yep, I'm in. Okay, I'd say we try and knock this out in about 15 minutes if we can. That would be to keep people keep people moving. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, so opening crawl, we find out in the opening crawl, which also was like six lines long, which I think was kind of weird. Yep, very short. Um, the Emperor is back. Got it. Did you know that that what what's in the actual crawl is that there's um, a transmission from the Emperor has been heard and that's confirmation he's still alive. So we need to go find him. That's kind of what it was. Right. Do you know what that transmission was? Uh, the Dead Speaks. It was the Fortnite event that happened the weekend before. What? So in Fortnite, they actually released 
So J.J. Abrams had an avatar, shown up in Fortnite, and he got on his Millennium Falcon and drove away. And when he drove away, there was the transmission from the Emperor. And it went something like, the day of the Sith, the day of the Emperor, the day of revenge. And it was like about, it was, it was longer, much longer than that. But that was the transmission that's referenced in the opening crawl, which is weird as. Yeah. Yeah, because that came out about a week a week before, but that was the only time we actually we actually heard that much dialogue from the emperor. So so interesting, right? Interesting, yeah. interesting that I tied it into Fortnite, which I again, if I'm trying to get myself out of Fortnite, just that line of dialogue had never been heard before, so it was very odd. But um, but I'll take it. So emperor is back, but I, I just thought it was weird. I don't think many people know that, that line actually came from that Fortnite piece, but they, they did introduce it there. So, so you could weird. just go into a game of Fortnite? Yeah, there was an event. It was um it was the same thing as the um the marshmallow concert that happened a couple months ago. It was like go to this event and you as a character would go into a lobby and in that lobby JJ Abrams showed up and there was a cartoon Falcon and a cartoon Abrams and he said a little speech and hopped in Falcon drove away and then um Palpatine's voice echoed through the whole thing i don't know how many people attended it it's really a cool thing to do but to have a piece of canonized speech in there i think is just a very odd odd thing to do yeah so, i'll give you that i think so all right so that was the first one um so what do you think about poe hyperdrive jumping the falcon in the first five minutes of the movie so I felt like it had a lot more canon that I'm not too familiar with, um, in terms of like, I'm feel I feel like the, again, you know, we're doing all spoilers here. Uh, I feel like the previous references might have actually occurred, and I think I might have seen them, but I'm not 100. percent I mean, where there was people who were, what do they call it, hyper, slip space or something like that. Like it was. Like, people have done this before. This is not 100% brand new, um, that whole, like, rapid jumping approach. Well, I think the first time they introduced it, it was... it. I don't think it was the... Was it the Falcon that did it, where they just, like, jumped randomly and just went? Well, during the Kessel Run, you have to do that. You jump several times, but it's not like jump, 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 like, into different, like, galaxies... Yeah, because this definitely was. It was like straight into a different planet, into a different planet, into a worm face, and then jumped on. Well, what I was going to say I didn't like about it is that how do the ties keep up? Well, they have hyperspace. I mean, I think this well, They have hyperdrive now, I guess. Did they add hyperdrive to the ties? Yeah, I mean, if... Well, you know, again, not trying to read through all the data here, but... If you go from an Empire to the First Order, you've got a thousand ships a thousand star destroyers um and so you might want to make every single tie fighter count as opposed to before where you're just like eh, we'll throw seven tie fighters at them <laughs> like yeah yeah i think they put a lot more money into uh, each individual tie credits well and again to <laughs> get credits yeah sure i'll give you that hand gesture um but <laughs> no um but on top of that um Things like, I don't want to bridge any gaps here, but Mando, uh, I may or may not have been one of the few people to be blown away by the 
TIE fighter that, again, we're at the spoilers point, so... Yeah, the folding TIE fighter with its yeah. own landing gear. That was incredible. Yeah, it was. Like, I mean, yeah, stuff like that might be standard issue in the... At that point, I guess it would be up-and-coming First Order, yeah? I mean, I, well, I don't... At that at that point, it was the up and coming, but at the point of the movie, it's technically the final order. Well, correct. I mean, <laughs> or, but... or damn near, yeah, damn near. Um, yeah, and they, they very well could. The, the thing I think that threw me is that they had such, remember the biggest plot point about the episode eight, uh, the Last Jedi, was that they couldn't follow them through hyperspace until they realized that they had actually put a bug on and they could they could follow them through hyperspace, and so that was the whole thing. So how are these things following them? I don't know. It's kind of a plot hole. You know, but just a quick sidebar. They did the same thing in Halo. Just FYI, anybody who read all the Halo books or followed all the Halo on Xbox or Xbox 10 or X or whatever the hell you want to call it. Xbox Series X, XY. Sure. Wing. Xbox XYZ. I don't give two craps, (laughs) but what they did is I recall the book where they could actually follow and trace that sort of slip space, they call it slip space, and hyperspace kind of jump technology. And again, it doesn't really, like, one set's like, it's like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, that's old news. Like, you know, you can just now be tracked. So, like, it's just like anything else. Like, it kind of makes the world small again. It makes the universe small again. But, I don't know. It was, um, it's also something that hasn't been talked about in other universes. Universes. Yep. Yep, no, I'm with you. So, all right, and we're not here to diagnose everything. I just think there's some things that are odd. There's some things that I really liked. So, one of the things I don't think I liked at all was forced matter transportation. Mm. So, moving down the list here, you know, and this is kind of jumping the next two points here, but these guys, we understood that Ray and Kylo could touch, but the fact they could pass items through no matter where they were and have these little fight scenes is kind of weird. Did you, were you on board with that or was that kind of irking to you? No, that was, that was super irking. Um, I found that extremely like, did I do this? Oh, (laughs) how great. If he just hands the handle, that weird front facing car. And he's like, man, I do that. that? Or like a burrito. (laughs) And he's like, Oh, (laughs) well, um, yeah, so we don't spend a lot of time on that. I don't know if I like it, but I guess it made sense from a... So, like, these movies, every movie always pushes the Force powers a little bit further. I think the original trilogy was pretty logical and calm and like, okay, well, yeah, if you can lift a rock, you can lift a X-Wing. If you can levitate an X-Wing, you could levitate a C-3PO. It's fine. If you, you can, can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's true. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> but but here you're talking okay well they touched fingies that's fine but now all of a sudden they're having legitimate lightsaber fights when they're millions of miles apart i don't know how and and then that relates to you know down the line at the end where there's actual items being passed back and forth but i didn't love that i just thought it was kind of weird yeah so. i i didn't actually like that at all because that kind of breaks everything there's a lot there's a lot in here that kind of breaks everything and I'll get into the to the next one uh later on but uh yeah so okay so moving on um they get to they find that they have to go to a place called Pasana but uh the 
tricky thing is that Leia knew where Lando was the whole time because Lando said that she sent him a transmission. So why didn't she just tell him? Dude, new phone, who dis, bro? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so chalk that up to new phone, who dis? Got it. Hashtag new phone, who dis? Lando. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lando. <laughs> That's all one hashtag. <laughs> hashtag it's Lando. <laughs> no, hashtag new phone, who dis? Lando, it's Lando. Oh, man. That's a big... I don't... <laughs> That's a good. That'll suck up some characters for your tweets there. Um, (laughs) All right. Um, Okay. So the next one is they're on Pasana now. That's fine. Uh, I don't really want to deal with a couple of these we had on here, but the death of Chewbacca. How did that hit you for all of the one minute that you were allowed to get hit by it? Um, Neutral. (laughs) Did you think? For one second, that when you saw the two transports, and then you saw Ray blow one up with light uh, lightning power, which I did think was cool. Yeah. But did when you saw two, and then you saw one get blown up, did you have as much of a? Because the the people in the movie thought he died for like ten minutes, but we as the viewing audience immediately knew that he was not dead, which I thought was a waste of a suspense yeah dude you would know if you paid attention you know again i'm not talking to you directly but i'm talking to anybody who saw the movie and was like oh my gosh like no you there was clearly multiple transports in the beginning and then the fact that one gets ripped into you know splatatouille well yeah guess what (laughs) the guy we've known for the past 20 30 years probably wasn't on that one (laughs) yeah plot speed again continuity breaking i just i'm like why like if you were if two spaceships landed, maybe it's just because it's just regular for them now. But if two spaceships landed in front of me, and then one of them flew away and blew up, I would obviously know that two didn't blow up. So just one, just the one. But just I don't the one, actually. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, so that's fine. Um, moving along. So Rose Tico, and again, these are this are a little bit out of order. But do you remember Rose? Because you mentioned some characters you see, some characters you don't. Rose Tico is technically like a systems specialist or a spaceship specialist. It's a yet, glove wearer. <laughs> with all these spaceships that showed up out of nowhere. She specializes cons- in wearing gloves, apparently. <laughs> they didn't consult her. They didn't even talk about her. She was in three seconds of the movie and was just like, no, guys, I'm, I gotta do this over here. I'm sorry. It's like That was a little weird to me. That was super weird. I really didn't like it, and I thought that was super lame, actually. But I thought it was super lame too because she had like I liked her character in the Last Jedi. I didn't like how her and Finn were setting up to smooch and and that happened. But that you know, uh, I don't know. It just was ignored. I think in this one, which is fine. But I mean, weird. it's it's fine if you don't think this. You know, again, I hope it doesn't have any sort of to do with. The whole Twitter whatever backlash. It could. It was. It was pretty. I mean, it was a pretty big deal for a bit. Do you think they just silenced everything and just went, well, cool, you'll get like half a sentence in the next movie? Well, I think, so we're, we're like at about the halfway point in terms of the movie in this timeline here, but I think that what happened was that there were just wasn't enough time. Like, they built up a pretty serious connection between her and Finn, yeah. and it's like, do you want Finn to be part of the Goonies, or do you want him to have a girlfriend? I don't know. But go with Goonies and run with it. Because I think Finn's story, and I'm getting to the next point here, had a little bit more to say than, hey, his 
girlfriend is Rose and they're they've got something going on. I would rather um, him do the truffle shuffle. You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, trust me, my girlfriend locks me out of the car sometimes at gas stations and asks me to do the truffle shuffle. So jeez. Oh, yep. That's the bad. Do it though. I do do it, actually. Um, oh, and I put it on the glass. I go, hey. <laughs> put my tummy on the glass and go, hey. Oh, God, man. Why? Well, then she has to clean the windows, and that's jokes on her. So TMI for well, everyone involved right that's, now. That's true. Go ahead and drop so that right that here. Leads, <laughs> so we're still on Pisana, and now they, they've they done the, the sinking sands, and Ray was going to be told something by Finn, and it never happened. What do you think that was? I have one guess. You should so go first, Two then. guesses. <laughs> well, I think one of two things. I think he said that he loves loves her, and that's either by, you know, like, hey, like a sister, or hey, like a... Uh, I don't think it's romantic, but I think, hey, like a, you're, we're family, whatever. I think the other thing he could say is that he thinks he's Force-sensitive. And because in this movie, again, Mystery Box, J.J. Abrams... They, he does a number of things, including in the last movie, the previous movies, picking the lightsaber and, and actually being able to fight with it, which, you know, he's had training or whatever as a, as a stormtrooper, so I get that one. But I do think there's some force ability that he may have, or may not, but I think that that's a solid case for what he was going to say, um, more so than he loves her and whatever. What do you think? I thought... Um... For a second there, he might do something, like, silly. Like, be like, has Chewie ever won that weird chess game? <laughs> like, <laughs> Why has Chewie never gotten a medal? Bye! <laughs> yeah, like, like, is Chewie wearing, is he supposed to wear pants? Like, and he just floats away. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, I really kind of hoped, inter- you know, if you're going to do comedy bits, which they did, and I have a feeling that's on the next uh, little chopping block here, but... If you're going to do comedy bits, like, I feel like you could do a few that are kind of, like, sort of buckshot style where they're just randomized. They're just kind of like this, blah, 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 like, okay, yeah, and this, and this, and this. So, I don't know. All right. We're going to enter the speed round here. I agree with you. I think that if they're going to do it, they, they just need to do it quickly, get it done. I Don't dwell on it like, hey, your mom called Hux, and by the way, she's whatever. It's, you know, that... The yeah. joke they did from The Last Jedi, which I didn't really like, but it's yep. okay. Me neither. Um, Ray has healing powers and is a Palpatine. <laughs> so, apparently, what I, I like... Well, what I like about that is that, again, talking about the Mando, the Mando set up healing powers. And I knew that was going to come back into the fray. Because you saw Baby Yoda use them. That's five years after the end of uh, the Empire and things like that. You knew that if... Baby Yoda, a, a five-year-old, essentially cognitive five-year-old, 50-year-old human years, could use healing powers, then obviously they're going to introduce it. So I loved I loved that Mando set up that for the audience that may not have been up to speed with Mando, but most of them probably were. So I loved the healing powers. Now, how it was executed in the last or final scene of this movie, you know, I'm on yep. the fence. But but I love that Mando set it or that Mando set it up with Baby Yoda, and um, and she used it. She used it on that stupid snake. Now again, going back to traditional Star Wars, every monster that they find, they just kill. So like, why didn't they just kill that monster? I don't know. But Ray decided to use some of her valuable life force to heal it, which I don't again understand that degree. But that's okay. Totally the big- agree. <laughs> Okay, if you're on, on par, we'll move out on the bigger 
elephant in the room, which is her, she's they a have pal- elephants. Palpatine. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. A Palpatine. Ray is a Palpatine. Thoughts? Mm, I mean, that makes. I sense. would have pref- I would have preferred Kenobi. How does it make sense? Once I explained it all, I mean, in their particular fashion, that made a whole lot of sense. Like, I didn't have a but, whole lot of. Why would he be waiting for his granddaughter when he had a son? Because he has to be stricken down. But his son could stricken him down. Why does his granddaughter got to do it? She's the only badass? I don't know. But, like, how did. So, does it skip a generation? It might. Hair loss does sometimes. Oh, jeez. I heard that was a myth, but um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I, those, I mean, I'm not asking those questions to you. I'm just saying that's some of the questions that I had. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, we're, we're calling out maybe 10, 15 bullet points here to summarize my entire, again, opinion of the movie, which I really did love, um, really enjoyed. So um, I'm going to skip past this next one that we had here, which is basically, you know, the death of General Hux. Uh, fine. Mm. He was whatever. I feel like, again... I feel like that was a decision that was made to shorten the timeline of the movie because we just had to get through it. They had to get some information to get on board. He had to go away because his story was over. It was over in The Last Jedi, and I feel like that was fine. So didn't really hate that. Actually, you pretty much nailed that. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah, I mean, that's just how I thought. I thought he just had to move. There was, And that was that was part of the speed of this movie is that this movie was going at a pace that's so quick. It was, hard, it was almost hard to follow, but... But again, just like this, the end of the show, we gotta finish it up. <laughs> so, Roger that. Yep. No. Um, so the final order, which is Palpatine's collection, adding to the first order, there was a speech there by um, one of the generals, the highest general, I think, whoever the newest, the newest actor was that that was kind of in the fray of this movie. Mentioned that you know, oh, that will enforce, that will increase our our force by ten thousand fold or tenfold, which would have meant one thousand, like you mentioned, ships goes to a hundred thousand. So how, why, that's kind of a weird thing. And then that leads exactly into the Emperor's audience. So when he was making all of his pitches and his speeches and whatnot, there was like a stadium full of people. Where do they come from? What are they? Are they premonitions? Are they real people? Are they robots? I don't know. But that part was just so weird to me that I can't wait to see the comic or the book or whatever it is that explains it. But man, I just didn't. That part was striking to me. I was like, who are all these people? <laughs> well, and I agree with that. Uh, my primary concern was, okay, so who, uh, you know, again, this is all full spoilers, so who is piloting all of these Star Destroyers? Well, and they, they married that to the Sith Troopers that were introduced in this movie. The Red Troopers were part of that force that was part of the sith but they were still troopers so like there is some designation there they may not function they may not roll up the same way that regular troopers do but they definitely were introduced as sith troopers yeah but at that point i mean they would have had to been down there for 30 years yeah but those those stormed i mean those star destroyers can hold thirty thousand, probably way more than that i'm just pulling this number out thin air but a lot of people which means you could technically live on a spaceship for 30 years and I think a lot of them do. Uh, well, yeah. they live in vain would, to rely would on be weird. one it, it would control be, point. <laughs> yeah, it would be weird. And then how do you get all those people? Because they, they, they mentioned in a couple of the things leading up to that, you know, even, even the Mando, that the Empire, the First Order, is still recruiting children and things to build their empire. So is, is it 
it couldn't have been part of the first order that was aware of the final order. I don't know that again, plot plot hole, plot yeah. device. But I don't I don't know the audience piece that I liked it so much. So, I mean, even in that, like the Manda recruitments could have been for. I mean, geez, Louise, for staying underneath ice. <laughs> I don't know. Like what? Yeah, that that don't yeah, make no sense. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And again, we're just trying. We're trying to talk about it here just to, to share opinions of it. It's not that we're belittling anything about this. I did again, really loved it. So, so I just want to get on. Okay, the fi- final point besides Raylo smooching, um, which oh. isn't really a point. That's fine. You what? I said I loved it too. <laughs> well, I whatever. Dismiss it. It's fine. I don't know why or oh, what. Don't it's dismiss it. Life, life, power. It's fine. Whatever. Did my final question to you? Did Ben Solo really finish what his grandfather Anakin started by bringing Ray back from the dead? Now I reference that because his whole goal was to revive his lost loved ones. Uh, that that's what caused him to turn to the death, the dark side, and he did just exactly what Palpatine said he would do: is to bring back those he loved by using this. Well, they see, Palpatine said dark side, but using the force energy. Did he fulfill the the prophecy or, or, or what he really set out to finish? Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, Intense, buddy. right? Yeah. He kind of did. He kind of did. Um, he but... figured out how to transfer his life force into someone else to bring... She was dead. Yeah. Her eye, she was dead eyes. She was dead. She was definitely dead. And he... Brought her right back through this again evolution of the force powers of transitioning your life force into someone else, which I ultimately liked. Yeah, um, I did enjoy it as a cinematic uh, experience uh, for movie. I thought it was pretty cool. Logic wise, I kind of they kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah, they lost me a little bit just because it was so much transference. Um, um, okay, and there were some key confusing parts in there. Uh, you know, again, I'm, I know this is spoilers, but I'm not trying to do the whole movie here. Uh, you know, you got that whole field of just supporters and whatnot, and you got that weird spider droid thing keeping Palpatine alive. I mean, I don't know. Some of it was kind of a little silly, but. And then he got sort of stronger, like as it went on. I don't know. It was kind of weird. Well, he sucked. He sucked both their life powers, like life force, and he yeah. was able to become stronger. So I got that part, and then that set up kind of the next part of like, well, if he could do that, then you guys could transfer. It, it, I it made more sense as it went on. I didn't love it at first, but it made more sense. And then shooting lightning into space or into the atmosphere of this poor planet. First off, poor Endor. Ugh, Poor Endor. Yeah. Every planet around them is just tormented by the Emperor. Like, I don't know what is up his ass about End- Endor, but something serious. And I feel bad for Wicked and the poor Ewoks that we saw at the very end, which I'm so stoked about. Yeah, that so. is one thing you wanted so bad. I wanted it so bad. It's been documented on this show. <sighs> Happy. All right. So, best movie, worst movie, loved it, hated it. Glad. Ugh. That last one's a candle company. I don't know. <laughs> um, no. So, uh, I would not say best movie. 
by a long shot. However, I would say best of the most recent three. Yep. I mirror that sentiment. Yeah. I would say, given the last three movies, it was easily the best. It was easily my favorite. My favorite, yeah. Sure. We'll go with my favorite. So, Force Awakens in that one is hard to they they're they got a special place because we needed the force awakens to rejuvenate the franchise and we needed closure to some of the larger issues that that movie started so all that said what happened in between not my cup of tea but that wavy curvy line that we took you know i'm happy where we stopped and that's kind of all i want to say about it so overall as a big big fan Big, big fan of the way this ended, and I'm happy to say that. So um, I'll wrap it up there. Lausman, final thoughts? Uh, uh, Bobo's my longest lasting friend. Bo- Bo- Bobo Freak? No, no, no. Bo- Bobo. What was his name? Baba? Baba? Bob- yeah, Baba Freak. Baba Freak? Oh, jeez. Yeah, his last name's Freak. I didn't know his last name was Freak. That's why you're freaking yeah. me out with it, but... No, I love. He sounds crazy. Yeah, I love. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he was great. Honestly, <laughs> that whole dichotomy, him and three PO, that was good. I actually, yeah. that's probably my favorite part. The whole He's thing. So smart, so smart. Yeah, but then then three PO goes. He's my oldest friend. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, enjoyed all that. Yep. Did, did you not like Slugman in the very beginning? The Falcon though, like uh, Charlie yeah. or Chapo or whatever his name was. Yep. I liked him too. Yeah. I wish they showed more of him, but whatever. Just slowly mumbling about. But yep. Nope. Loved it. <laughs> I loved it. See, those are the parts. Those are the parts right yeah. there that I really right. which was the Which was the majority of the movie. That's what I keep trying to get past. Yeah. Like it, The majority of the movie was like this little snippet here, little fan service there, little this, little that. And that was the fun part. These plot holes and such, like, they're going to be there. You had to wrap up nine movies over 47, 42 years. It's a lot, dude. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot uh, of crap. So, like, uh, there's going to be some holes. Um, Everything you're saying is wrong. Ochi's ship? Uh, you saying Ochi? Ochi. It was Ochi. That's the one. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. No, all of them. I mean, all, I liked I liked the practical. I liked the, the new aliens. I don't think we need as many characters introduced as they did with, like, Poe's ex-girlfriend and, um, and Janna, who is apparently maybe Lando was flirting with, but it could be his daughter. I'm not sure. I don't, a lot of that stuff could have done without... Horses on the side of a Star Destroyer. Didn't really like that. But I understand it. Just tip the Star Destroyer. No more horses. Anyways, Lausman. <laughs> Lausman, we've said our final thoughts. Are you ready to end this? This has been a long one. I apologize. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go, bud. All right. Well, thank you all. Please uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, your review on our Facebook group, Craft Brews and Geek News on uh, Facebook, of course. You can find me at Brewmasters Club on Twitter um, and Instagram, I believe. On uh, YouTube, it's Craft Brews and Geek News. Actually, been putting a lot of Witcher content on there because The Witcher has been really rocking my world right now. So check that out. I've got a great one-hour loop of Toss a Coin to Your Witcher, which is a hugely popular song right now because that show is doing so well. But Mr. Lousman, where can the good kids find you? Uh, I can be found on Twitter. So feel free to reach out to me. Again, I try and tweet as much as I can. Um, but uh, but I've been sick, and I had the New Year's and the holidays and all that jazz. So don't worry about that. I've been absent for a hot minute. But uh, 
Donnie. Coming back, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's coming back, all right. Uh, so, Donnie, to send us off, as the good kids like to say... A thousand generations now live in brews. And nothing for geek news? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, man. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers! This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.